0: Lord God, we pray, Father, for your anointing. We pray, Father, for your covering. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you'd be here with us. Lord, it says in your word that you are with us wherever we go, that you would be with us right to the very end. And Lord, we're believing that. Lord God, in Jesus' name. And we rebuke the enemy, the devourer, who tries to destroy us, who tries to keep us back, who tries to hold us down, who's coming against us on all sides, Lord, we just rebuke him in Jesus' name. Lord God, we just stand firm on the truth. Lord, we stand firm on the faith. Lord God, and we stand firm, Lord God, looking into your eyes, looking into the light. Lord God, where you dwell, Lord Jesus. And I pray that that light would dwell right here with us. Lord God, that your light would shine through the darkness. That your light overpowers the deepest, darkest Areas of our whole lives, of our thoughts, our minds, our hearts, our souls, our bodies. Lord God, that your light would penetrate through in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 It's time to take up an offering. Amen. Amen. I'll say it again. Youth group tonight at 6. I'm keeping you all in church. No kids' church today. And we'd like you to pray for those Michaels, that they would be healed in Jesus' name. Well, we'll pray for Debbie. We'll anoint them at the end of the service. We'll pray. Amen. And we'll feed her heavenly Rice Krispie Treats. Amen. So it's time to take up an offering. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit. I pray for your touch. I pray for your touch in our finances. I pray for your touch in the works of our hands. Lord God, that you would bless them abundantly. And I pray, Lord God, as we give, we give cheerfully to you and to your kingdom, knowing that rust and moth will not destroy it. That, Lord, we have a savings account that is better interest than anything this world will ever have to offer in heaven. With you. And we're giving you that account, Lord God, and we're just praying that you would multiply it and you would use it according to your will in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Holy, there is no one like you. There is none above you. That's better. Most things are noisy. <laughs> and I will live my life according to your will. Amen. I'll live my life according to God's will. Amen. And I'll try to put Chris's will down. <laughs> Amen. Alright, the title of my sermon is called, The Great Falling Away and the Holy Remnant. The Great Falling Away and the Holy Remnant. If you have your Bibles, you can turn them to Matthew chapter 24, verses 9 through 14. Matthew chapter 24, verses 9 through 14. It says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. And will betray and hate each other. The great falling away. It says that many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold. I don't know about you, but most means almost all. What? The majority. The love of most will grow cold. The love of the majority will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations. And the end will come. Makes me think of the blood of the land and the word of their testimony. When is the last time in church have we heard of a testimony? Have we heard a testimony? It's been a while, hasn't it? Church, we are living in the end times. Without a doubt. And I believe we're in the time right now of what Jesus prophesied. We are seeing a great falling away. Away from the faith. We're seeing a great falling away of the church, of believers, of the body of Christ. Jesus said it, He prophesied it, He said that many will fall away in the end. Why? Because of persecution. Because of people hating you. He said nations will even hate you. And put you to death. Don't we see that today? You just stand up for faith on Facebook. And see what happens. You stand up for faith. In school. And see what happens. You will get persecuted. They'll try to shame you. And we're not at the point of death for some of us, but some of them are. And there are nations out there that hate you. And that will kill you because of your faith. All of this Jesus told us about in Matthew chapter 24. All of this, Jesus warned us about it. He sees the end. He was there in the beginning, and he knew what was going to happen. Jesus said if they persecuted him, they will persecute you also. If they hated him, remember he says the world hated him first. It's going to hate you, too. The love of most will grow cold. Why is the love of most going to grow cold? Because they don't have a solid foundation that they stand on. Because they don't have the relationship with Christ that they should have. Or they don't know Him like they should know Him. Because of false teachings and false prophets. Jesus said there's going to be many false prophets that are going to deceive many that are deceiving most which is the majority deceiving spirits, deceiving leaders that's all from the Antichrist they're not preaching the word or the truth Paul tells us in Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. Paul says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, Speaking about the rapture, Paul's talking about being gathered up to him. We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy report or letter. Supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Paul says, don't let anyone deceive you. In many, in any way, for the day will not come until the rebellion occurs. Do you know I looked up the word rebellion in the Bible, or in the dictionary in the Bible. Do you know what the definition of rebellion is? It's an act of violent or open resistance to an established government or ruler, a rebellion here is against God. It's an open act of resistance to God's rule, to God's morality, to God's moral standards. And don't we see that collapse in today's society? Started there for a minute. <laughs> It's a society. (laughs) But it's true. We see that happening. It's been happening. Slowly. And it's been progressing and rapidly increasing dramatically in these days. Paul goes on to say, Until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction, he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. You know, that's not that far away. They're already starting to work on the third temple in Israel. They've already done sacrifices in Israel. They're preparing. Any day now we can see this man standing on the temple mount. And he says, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you know what is holding him back. See, there's a spirit. Holding this man back. Holding back the man of lawlessness. That's why nobody knows exactly who he is. But I'm going to tell you, when he stands on the Temple Mount, and he wants you to worship him, you will know who he is. You will remember what Jesus said and what Paul said. That he will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the works of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders. See, this man is going to be coming. He's going to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. And people are going to be in awe of him. And he's going to beg for their worship. But there's a spirit holding this man back. And he is going to continue to hold him back until he is taken away. Until God says, okay, it's time. It's time. You don't have to hold them back anymore. It's time to separate the sheep from the goats. Let this lawless one go forth. He will deceive many. The love of most will grow cold at that time because they will be deceived And it will be the work of Satan. Says that this man will go out and perform counterfeit miracle signs and wonders. You know, they performed counterfeit miracles in Egypt, didn't they? When the magicians threw their staff down. And then Moses threw his rod down. And it ate both those snakes. And they performed many things. They turned the water to blood. Many counterfeit miracles. But there is no God like our God. There is no God like our God. He outperformed any signs and wonders that those magicians could ever do or ever think of. Every time. It says here, And in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. We know people like that. There's people all over in the world like that right now. All over in this world that refuse to love the truth. That refuse God's mercy and grace. That refuse God's love. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion. So that they will believe the lie. And so that they will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have they delight, but have delighted in wickedness. You know, it says that about people in the church, that you first, with your brothers, it says you first, when your brother commits a sin, you go to him and you warn him. To get out of the sin. If that doesn't work, then you go to the church and you get elders to go with them. And you warn them and you try to get them out of their sin. And if that doesn't work, God says turn them over to their sin. So that way maybe they can be saved and they can turn from their sin. When they realize how wicked and far off they've gotten. Well, here it says that they're going to go so far into wickedness. That they delight in the wickedness. And they'll be condemned. They're not going to turn. In the end, it says here, but we ought to always, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you. Think about that. From the beginning, before you were in your mother's womb, from the beginning of creation, God chose you. to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through the belief in the truth. He called you to this, though our gospel, He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, amen. amen, that God loved us so much that He's called us and He's chose us so that we can share in His glory. And you know, that's his plan for all creation. But they turned to wickedness. They believed a lie. They didn't turn to God. As a matter of fact, they delighted in the wickedness, it says. But he died for them. Just like he died for you and for me. And he shed his blood for them. And all they have to do is turn to him and cry out, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. That's all they had to do. But they didn't. He called you out through the gospel that we might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brother, stand firm. Hold on to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. Hold on. Hold on to the teaching. Amen. We are seeing this great falling away from the faith. That's exactly what's happening today. Look into the churches. People are turning away from God and the truth by staggering numbers. Do you know that the Protestants reached its apex? Of 71% of Americans, 71% of Americans in 1955 and 1956 were Protestants. That's a huge number. If you think of 71% of people in all of America, do you know what the number is now in 2016? the number has dropped to 31%. That's over a 50% decrease. And that was done in 2016. The number's even lower now in 2019. Do you know that the Church of England dropped by half from 16.5 million million I don't know about you but to me this says that we are seeing a great falling away and the numbers have increased dramatically from 2002 to 2016 is when most of it has taken place that is the great falling away that the Bible is telling us about And it's not, you can look around in your churches and you can see the decrease of people in them. But there is a rise, there has been an increase, and it's of wickedness. There's this thing called the knowns, the knowns have seen an increase. Of nearly five fold to a staggering twenty four point seven million people just in the United States. Do you know what the known stand for are non religious groups? Known stand for non religious groups. They have seen an increase of over five fold from since nineteen ninety four till two thousand sixteen. There used to be a 0.8 million knowns in our nation. Now there's 24.7 million knowns. And that's just once counted. And I'd like to see what the numbers mean from 2016 to 2019. That only goes to 2016. That is the great falling away that has taken place. These things are happening just as Jesus prophesied right here in our very day, in our our presence. And these are real numbers. I didn't make these numbers up. I looked these numbers up. These are real, factual numbers. I even talked to a local pastor this last week whose church was growing at a steady clip only to see the last year or two drop and decrease in people walking away. Should we be shocked? No. We shouldn't be shocked because it's in the Word. It's in the Word of God. Jesus tells us about this. He tells us about the great falling away and the rebellion. God knew all about it. I believe what is happening is what I said earlier. I believe it's the beginning of the separation of the sheep from the goats. That's taking place. And you have to ask yourself, are you a sheep or are you a goat? I want all the sheep on this side of the room. All the goats on this side. <laughs> no, if you're a sheep, move. Yeah, go. <laughs> we all want to be sheep, amen? Amen. You don't want to be a goat. See, God is going to have... God is going to have His holy people. Didn't He? Isn't He? God is going to have His holy people. He's going to have a holy remnant who stands for Him, who's going to stand on His Word, who's going to stand on the truth, who's going to have a moral absolute that they know between right and wrong. God is going to have a holy people. He's had a holy people throughout all generations. Every generation there's been a holy remnant that has stood for the word of God. Throughout all time there's been a holy remnant that stands on the word of God. They're going to stand on the faith. They're going to stand immovable. And he's going to perform miracles through them. Signs and wonders. People will come to Christ through them. He'll use them to preach the kingdom of God in the face of the enemy. Because they're not going to be afraid because they know who they are and who is inside them. That greater is he who is inside me than he who is in the world. Church, the trumpet is sounding and nobody is alarmed. That's what's scary. The signs are screaming, God is shining. They're blowing the trumpet in heaven. And nobody seems to care. Nobody is alarmed or taking note. It's just like it is in the days of Noah. Before the flood came is what the Bible says. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the king. When the Jesus returns, they'll be taking up in marriage. They'll be living their life normally. Then all of a sudden, God will appear in the Bible it says all of a sudden two will be sleeping in bed at night. One will be taken and one will be left. Two will be working in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. That's what's going to happen. The trumpet is sounding. God is getting his horses ready. Jesus is coming. The lawless man's going to make his appearance soon. The falling away is taking place right before our very eyes and nobody seems to care. It's true. God is going to have a people. He's always had a people. That's why he had a people when he took Noah and put his family on an ark. He saved a remnant. That same thing happened in Sodom and Gomorrah when Lot came out. He saved Lot and his family. And you're not going to be able to turn back like Lot's wife. It says in the end days that you're not going to be able to go down. When you see the king coming, don't go back into your house and get your belongings, he says. That'll be like Lot's wife turning around. Thank you, Lord. You're not going to have time when you see the king coming. Look up for your redemption, draws nigh. You're not going to need anything anyways in heaven. None of this earthly goods matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account when you go to heaven. Doesn't matter what car you drive when you go to heaven or what house you live in. None of it's going to matter. God is going to have a people and he who stands firm to the end will be saved. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what Jesus said. He who stands firm to the end will be saved. Amen. We got to stand firm, church. All of us. On the sure foundation. Amen? Amen. We got to stand on the Word of God. We can't give up. Pray for those that are falling away, that they would turn from wickedness and get saved and be saved. Amen. All right, I got a video I want you guys to watch. It's called The Holy Remnant by David Wilkerson. Are you ready, Jules? I listened to this this morning. I've shared it with my wife before. You gotta start from the beginning. Down. Oh there you go. You're getting there. You down a little bit. Down a little oh too far. You're right. They can't see it from there. Up a little bit, you're right there. Right click it. There you go. Now you gotta rewind it. Start it from the beginning. There you go. You're right there. Now you've got to rewind it. <coughs> You're over here. See it? Right there. Come back, there you go. take it drag it all the way over. You got it. Keep going. Keep going. a little bit farther. There you go. They need my help because they can't see it from back there, that little arrow. Yeah. This is a powerful message. Listen to this, it's only eight minutes and then we'll close. And we'll pray for those that need healing.
1: God's doing something very hidden, it's very quiet, but it's so awesome and supernatural that it's beyond human comprehension. In fact, what the Lord's doing right now is going to affect the whole world in these last days. And here's what it is. He's preparing a very small but most powerful army of dedicated Christians who are more dedicated than anybody who followed Hitler. They were considered to be among the most loyal people on the face of the earth. But folks, this army that God is raising up is going to be the most dedicated army on the face of the earth. Never before anyone is pure, devoted, and fearless as this remnant that's coming forth. They're going to come forth and they're going to shake hell, literally. This new army is going to be made up of handmaidens of the Lord. It's going to be made up of servants of the Lord, ordinary Christians who lay hold of God, and God lays hold of them, and a whole new realm of of service a whole new realm of the moving of the holy spirit is about to break forth much of god's plan that i want to share with you can be found in first samuel he's going to raise up a samuel company hallelujah the holy remnant verse 11 chapter 3 and the lord said to samuel behold i will do a thing in israel at which both ears of everyone that hear this shall tingle it's going to be a shocking thing that god does this new thing is going to amaze and startle it's the judgment of God on an old religious system and the raising up of a whole new program of the Holy Ghost. That's what you see in First Samuel. It's all about the death of an old church religious system and the birthing of a new holy remnant. I want you to keep in mind that what God did in Samuel's day, he keeps doing in every generation. In every generation, when the, when the so-called church, the organized church, backslides and gets cold and compromising, God just gives up on it and raises up another. He's always had a people after his heart. He's always had a praying people in every generation. And that's called the remnant. All through the ages there's been a remnant. But all this remnant that's coming is going to be beyond anything the world has seen. In the second chapter, beginning at 27th verse, right down the rest of the chapter, this prophet looked at Eli and he said, Behold, the day is coming. I'm going to cut off your arm. I'll cut off your arms. I'm going to quit this house at Silo." I'm going to remove my presence, I'll make you powerless, I'll judge your wicked pastors, I'm going to pronounce Ichabod on you, and thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation. But God is saying, I'm giving up on Shiloh. I'm giving it up and I'm going to give it over to the hands of the enemy. Folks, that's exactly what's happening in America and the world today. The organized religious system has been turned over to the enemy. The enemy. There are going to be men standing in the pulpit that are going to give the people what they want. If you've got idolatry in your heart, you're going to wind up in a church with a preacher with idolatry in his heart. And that preacher's going to minister to that idol that's in your heart. He's going to tell you it's okay to sin. It's alright to be a sports fanatic and not pray or seek the face of God. You can go to many churches, even Pentecostal churches, and it's death. God's not there. God's gone. Will you still? murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, and burn incense under Baal, and walk after other gods whom you know not, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. In other words, we're safe, we're no danger, we're not going to lose our salvation. The prophet says, go back now to my place which was in Silo, Now I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people Israel. While the church of Eli was under judgment and being forsaken by the glory of the Lord, God was busy raising up a remnant. And Samuel represents the holy remnant. And I want to show you how God trained Samuel to come up to take the place of this dead religious system, how God had a plan. And this is what God's going to do. This is what He's doing right now. He's training many of you. I believe when I'm finished, You'll be able to know whether or not you're a part of this remnant that he's raising up to do his work in the last day the remnant is always birthed in prayer and intercession always hannah birthed samuel to bitter tears and much prayer listen please if you're going to seek god with all your heart with all your soul and all your strength and you're going to feel the pain and the grief of god for his church you're going to suffer consequences you're going to be misunderstood on all sides you and the people accuse you of all kinds of things. Hannah prayed, If you give me a man's shout, I'll give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And the word, the name Samuel means God heard my prayer. That's what Samuel means. Folks, God's hearing the prayer of a people in his house. A people who yearn for an outpouring of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. A people who yearn for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon their sons and their daughters. A people who want to see the glory of the Lord come down on his church. And people want to see God move in a very special way in these last days. God's going to hear their cry. Now these are people who are really on their face seeking Him. These are people who are pouring their heart out to God. And there were people that were given, according to Hannah, given to the Lord all the days of their life. These people are so committed, there's no thought of backsliding. There's no up and down, in and out, hot and cold. They are wholly given to the heart of God. Do you know that Samuel was such a man of prayer and all the people said to samuel pray for thy servants under the lord thy god that we die not folks they're going to be a praying remnant that people will go not for counseling but for prayer god wants to raise up prayer warriors who touched heaven and the training of the remnant is going to be trained to know the voice of the lord god called he spake to samuel he wasn't speaking to eli God's trying to raise up an army of people who know his voice, who hear from him directly. And what was the first thing God told Samuel? God implanted in Samuel and he's doing it in the remnant. He planted a vision of God that says God will not put up with sin in his house. I want to show you my hatred for sin in my house. I want to show you my hatred for in the ministry. I want to show you what it's going to take, Samuel, to hear my voice and walk with me. The time is coming. The time is coming when people are going to want to hear this word from heaven. And folks, if you want to hear from God, God will speak to you. That means you don't go into his presence carrying your load of sin with you. You allow God to deal with that sin. You allow God to take that temper away from you and sanctify it. You ask God to do what he has to do in your life. The Bible said men's hearts will fail them for fear. Watching those things coming on the earth. Folks, it's going to be beyond anything we can imagine. But there's going to be a holy remnant that are steadfast and sure. Unmovable. They're coming here now that God would put divine principles in your soul and fire you up. And get you off the fence. And get you seeking his face. And deal with sin in your heart. Call oh, folks, get into this book. Get into this book. Get along with God. Let him begin to speak to you. Or nothing, the things that are despised. And I shall raise them up and anoint them. I'll send them forth to do exploits in my name. And volunteer your soul, body, and spirit, and mind. And cry out to the Lord. Here I am. Send me. I will lay hold upon you. And I will anoint you. And I'll open doors for you, and I will stir your heart, and you will know me, and you will know my voice, and I will use you to glorify my name. You will never have a name, but my name will be glorified through your lips and your heart. You'll never be recognized, but I'll recognize you, and on that day, I will reward you because you were faithful to the call. I want you to turn with me to... That was powerful,
0: wasn't it? Holy remnant. Church, that's what We are a holy remnant. We're a holy remnant. Set apart for God to do good works. Amen? I would like us all to come down, and I want to pray for us all, and I want to anoint us all, because we are a holy remnant of God, Amen? So if you could, come on down here and line up. That is him. God is worthy of every song we could ever sing. Just like the words say, God is worthy of every praise we could ever bring. God is worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Amen? Amen.
2: Worthy of every song.